Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, we are talking about Avatar, the last airbender, book three, fire, episodes four and five, Sokka's master and the beach. But before we can talk about these, we have to instead talk about something that got sent to us on Twitter by both Keenan and Diego, which is, listeners, there's a TikTok avatar musical happening and <laughs> it's kind of amazing. The person who's doing it is a 17 year old uh, woman who a uh, young, young woman who uh, is at Catherine K A T H E R I N E dot Lynn Rose L Y N N R O S E. I don't have the TikTok, but um, you can find her there. You can also, if you can search it up on um, uh, Twitter, some people have been posting some of her, her songs and stuff. But I love that she plays, I don't know the name of the instrument, but um, it's, a, it's a type of harp. It's like a lap harp. That is... Oh, it's... Um... Hammer dulcimer? No, it might be... Hang on, let me double check that I get this name right. It might be an Otomo. Mm-hmm. She, uh, so she's playing some of the instruments. She's composing the songs. I think with some other people, there's some collaborations happening. Um, but I've seen a couple of the songs, and they're pretty delightful. Uh, the Kodo. one. What sorry? What is it? It's a Kodo, probably. Kodo. Okay, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it's it's really cool, and she sounds pretty good on it too. I mean, not that I have much frame of reference, but she's getting a nice tone. Um, the the one that's stuck in my head is the Bossing Say song. There is no war in Bossing Say. Whatever it is, um, delightful. Also, when I was searching up, you know, for a link about this, uh, there was apparently a 2017 musical of Avatar: The Last Airbender, Book One, that you can find. It has its own band camp page where you can listen and like it was like staged and everything so some uh, some people wrote it uh and they put on a production in, in new jersey somewhere no idea what level of uh performance it is but i know that you can find all the songs on their brand camp page so that's super cool how like how frustrated are they right now that that group of, <laughs> of composers and performers that like avatar is blowing up now and other people are writing musical songs about it and they're like we did this three years ago guys come on <laughs> Maybe they're just eager to try to capitalize on it. Yeah. I don't know. Do we have any thoughts about Avatar musicals besides, you know, fun? The TikTok thing was wild. Um, I watched the clip and I just went, oh, this is this is like social media Busby, Bus, Busby Berkeley and I'm here for it. It's deeply disturbing. <laughs> it's a deep understanding of the text too visually, which I really, really like. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I haven't sought out more because like you, I'm an old and do not have the TikTok on my mobile device of choice. The other one I've heard is the Zula song, which I thought was pretty good. There's a, there's a guitar song too. But the guitar song is a spoiler, guys, because it hasn't happened yet. So you can listen okay. to the Azula song, but don't listen to the guitar song. I mean, it's not anything huge, but it's vague if you don't know what's going to happen. But if you know what's going to happen, you'll be like, but that hasn't happened yet. So anyways, Allison, any thoughts? I mean, there are a few things that I could think of that are more directly in line with all of my interests <laughs> right now. And while I am also an old, I do have the TikTok um, because I find all of the teenagers learning their dances and doing it so happily to be very soothing. I also really like the TikTok subgenre that's just healthcare workers uh, stomping down on misinformation also while dancing. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a it's a delight. Mm-hmm. It's a delight. Um, it is a 
a very fun app of very troubling origin. So like, like everything else about 2020, it's a hell of a mixed bag. Um, but I, I will, I'm going to find a way to watch as much of it as I can without spoiling anything for myself, because obviously I also have to write about it. So um, it's nothing has ever been more exactly in line with what I want to see and do right at this exact moment. <laughs> so I'm into it. Well, speaking of things that we want to do at this exact moment, um, so many places to start. How about uh, like slow clap for uh, newly swole uh, self-care beast Iroh or um, just absolutely delightful new uh sword fencing master uh uh who is part of the white lotus but they don't know what that means but we do or Sokka and his amazing meteorite sword there is so much to appreciate and that's just the first of our two episodes that we've got i know uh, exactly where we need to start yeah which okay. is that i got one very boring called it and then i got a called ish but one of such a level that I feel like it should count double because like, <laughs> obviously Sokka got a master, right? I'm, I'm not, that's not brain surgery. I correctly predicted the episode because of the title. Fine. However, um, I 100%, if I didn't use the exact words, it was very close. Used something along the lines with the words forced vacation when talking about the second episode, when I'm talking about that's the beach true. yesterday and, and it, it was because Appa got stuck or whatever. That was my prediction. But I used the words forced vacation or something very similar. Yeah. I feel like that should count double. Yeah. You know, I think it counts because they basically got they basically got kicked out to the Ember Island. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think that counts. Well, congratulations. <laughs> it's like the Hamptons, but more metaphysical. Yeah. How, how, do, how do we feel about Sokka's Master? Let's start there. Oh, God, I loved it. Um, I loved it so much. I love that it seems like right now the beginning of the third season is all side quests inspired by familiar tropes, often from coming of age movies of the 80s and 90s. Um, And I and that's true of both of these episodes in sort of different forms. But I just I had the I had the best time watching it. I loved I would walk into traffic for Sokka. Um, I cannot believe how deeply I care about Sokka. I identify with Sokka. Um, I'm definitely a Sokka. Never in a million years did I think any of that would happen when we started the series. Um, It's so wonderful the way that the episode is structured and how they set up all of the ways that he screws up and then underline all of the reasons why he's special because of exactly those things. Um, we've already in our little pre-show chat already mentioned Legends of Tomorrow once today, but I have to do it again because Sokka screws things up for the better. Um, <laughs> like that's a paraphrase, but that is basically what they say. Um, watching him, first of all, watching the master who that's Robert Patrick, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, watching him emphasize these different skills, like how they have football players take ballet class where you have to think outside of what you associate a particular skill with to see the other things that are contained within it. So the rock gardening and the painting and the calligraphy, very cool. But then watching Sokka take those briefs and do something very Sokka with them was so wonderful. Um, When he said, 
I added a rainbow. Is that okay? I just, I exploded into a million tiny suns. Like I rainbow shot out of my eyes and my mouth and my heart. Um, it was, it was so wonderful. And then the reversal, which you can see coming where you can tell from the very beginning that he knows that Sokka, that there's something about Sokka, right? He is aware. Um, so when Sokka finally confesses and it leads into this incredible teachable moment, so good. And then on top of all of that, the episode is basically a training montage with another training montage. It's amazing. It's like, it's like Sokka is the Flash and Iroh is is Oliver Queen in the yeah. same episode, only better. It was just, it was so good. Oh my God. I let, this is one of my favorite episodes of the series so far. 100%. Yeah. This episode's pretty great. Uh, Noel, <laughs> did you, did this one st- stick in your memory as, as freshly or was there stuff here you had forgotten too? No, I, I also really, really liked this episode. Allison enumerated all the reasons. So I want to pick like little details that I really, really liked. Um, and I want to jump off with Scotty's comment of saying, I love that art is important and valuable to a person's career, even a military one. And I think that that's really important. And it's really lovely. But the thing that I really latch onto this episode is that it's fucking gorgeous. Like the vistas around uh, Pien Dao's castle, like villa, whatever the, whatever the hell it is, is just consistently really pretty. It's not just that vista that he makes Sokka paint. But the entire surrounding area of that, whenever we catch glimpses of it, it's just really, really gorgeous. And I really, really like that. But at the same time, the other thing I like is Aang's armor. (laughs) (laughs) I love his armor so much. Um, In the source, in the art source book, there's a description of like the armor uh, basically just being everything we hate about anime, even though we love anime. (laughs) um but the thing that i love about it is that the tassels are moving in the wind that does not exist it doesn't affect anything else in the scene at all katara's hair isn't moving nothing else is moving but those tassels are moving um which again like marcus just says is the most video game thing ever it's also the most like anime thing ever um so that is just like catnip to me but no, this entire thing is just really delightful of we've been sort of making jokes about Sokka being the normal one, <laughs> three on three plus Sokka and that kind of stuff. And Sokka's just like, but I'm cool. I can do things. And yes, he is because he gets to like learn a teachable moment. He gets to make a badass sword that out of I a had meteorite. Ah! Out of meteorite that I immediately went. Oh, don't sleep next to it. Don't Vandal Savage yourself. OG <laughs> Vandal Savage origin story, not Legends of Tomorrow Vandal Savage origin story. Um, OG Vandal Savage is a caveman who slept next to a meteorite and woke up super intelligent and immortal um, because that's how he works in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's very good. And I, I just, I really like this episode, but I like all the Iroh stuff too. Of And Allison hitting it right on the head of like, oh no, he's just Oliver Queening this shit of all the crazy physical stuff and he's using a pillow to make people think he stole Ponchi and it's just like <sighs> I love it I love it so much it's very good it's such a really nicely balanced silly episode that still does a lot of really great character work for both of its primary characters um, even down to 
I think the really most important thing is Sokka keeps this team together. Like, yeah. they would be lost without him. They have nothing without him. Um, and I really like how well emphasized that gets in this episode. And I also like that we get a little bit extra of Toph loves Sokka, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scotty says, I love Iroh and I'm rooting for him so, so hard. He still must smell terrible, though. Yeah, it, yeah. it must. But he's, you know, he, he's powering through as he must. It in must. The current situ- in the current situation. <laughs> uh, Marcus says the meteorite sword is the most video game thing ever. And yeah, like, it's probably not particularly smart metal to choose. Like, it's, no. why, it would not actually be good. But it's so cool. We don't care. Yes. Maybe UH sent that meteorite their way. Like, you know, <laughs> like I don't know. She's got. She maybe she knows. She knows a person or two in the spirit world. Um, let me see. Uh, Marcus says this episode really emphasizes that Mar- Sokka is just a kid and really shouldn't have to be a warrior. But I think it also showed. Yes, absolutely. But it also shows that he has what it takes to be a really um, successful and like really powerful warrior um when it's time and as i mean as a teacher of course i love all of the stuff that we get from from the his new master right um i like the number of times that i've had that i'm like talking with my students about something and i was like okay well let's compare this to dance or golf or physics or they're like can't wait but it's violin we're learning like yeah but it's all these are all the same things and so we're going to talk about it i do that all the time in my teaching and so it was really satisfying, you know, to be like, okay, so you, you have to be able to take everything in in an instant and have total recall to it. So now paint this, you know, like the, <laughs> the moral of the story with the ink on the page. Like I thought that that was all really um, effective uh, and also very much on point because they have a day or two, right? right. So he doesn't have enough time to actually teach him the sword fighting stuff, really. But he can impart some general lessons on how to approach and think about who he is and his choices and how he's going to approach becoming a, a, a master swordsman or whatever you would call it, a sword fighter. And that is a much more effective way to spend two days than to try to spend two days on like, here's how you hold a sword, right? So so it just, it was really, I thought uh, uh, it's, I was very much on board with with this teacher. Not all the I'm not on board with all the masters, right? Paku is terrible. He can fuck right off. Um, but this teacher is very very good, and that vo- vocal performance from Robert Patrick, uh, delightful, absolutely delightful. Such a distinctive voice. I really appreciated that as well. Keenan says his sword is so cool, and Toph meteor bending is so 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 cool. And Marcus says she did meteor bend the Nickelodeon logo. Didn't she? And yes, yes, she did. The splat. Yeah. Um, Scotty says, now I wonder, do you think Iroh told the White Lotus guy he met last season about Team Avatar and they alerted everyone in the White Lotus group about Team Avatar? Could have happened. I mean, I don't think that Pai Showtile is going to be important at any point this season. I'm sure it won't (laughs) matter at all. Well, I want to drink water too. I don't know that to be be true, but I, I guess that it's true. And also I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) well um do we have any other moments we want to shout out or or i loved all of it watching them 
um, bend the meteor fire was so cool. Um, all of the all of the jokes, Katara trying to tell jokes, or all of the visual gags in the shopping montage and the throwback to the idea that Sokka loves shopping and Katara knows him so well and all just all of that was so wonderful. Um when Aang blew the fly, <laughs> like why? I because it was funny, that's why, and they're bored. Um, I just I thought this one was so wonderful just yeah. really wonderful sky says it's so gratifying for Sokka that the group falls apart without him and is miserable and like immediately i didn't realize it was one day but yeah it's literally one day and they're like can't do this where's our where's the color code schedule <laughs> yeah and that's how Sokka feels all the time though is like the really great thing is just like oh we have to stop for bending practice okay I guess. Go clean up his toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Appa, I really appreciated the choice to have both Appa, Appa and Momo really not digging the, the meteor storm, like having them have basically the fireworks reaction to it of like, mm-hmm. I don't know why you humans are so okay with this. This is not cool. Kina says, I will say between these two episodes in terms of looks, the fire nation is killing it. And yeah, Definitely. Um, Noel, any final thoughts on this episode? I just love that Allison loved this episode so much. It I makes loved me it very, so very happy. I like, I'm so very much. happy. Like, this entire endeavor has been great for my mental health, but th- this has made it all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's made it all worth it for me, too, because I watched it twice. <laughs> I, like, I just liked it so much. It just, ah, oh, it just is wonderful. Well, let's talk about the beach, then. Let's talk about the beach. It sucked. Just kidding. It was also good. Um, I the it, it's hard for me to dampen my enthusiasm because I also really liked the beach and it is funny and surprising and again is like a familiar trope with an avatar twist that I really love. Um, but ugh, my I just like I said I watched the other one twice. So, <laughs> um, so the beach having them go like and have their like angsty teen like uh. I don't know, shout at each other thing, let out their all their feels thing, and then be like, you know what we're gonna do though? We we are petty. We're gonna go back and trash the house. Cause we can. So we're gonna. It was just delightful. Like, yeah, like I think some of them having Tylee have was it six? Well, I I like that they it's it's she's got six sisters who look just like her. I don't think they're supposed to be identical, just like She's got, they all look alike is what I'm taking from that, which makes more sense than to me than subtuplets. Um, But I, I having like just giving a very blatant and not all that elegant way for us to get some backstory and get some shading to these characters was absolutely worth it. And really um, a, a fun way to spend an episode. The, I, li- I like that Azula, they like try, they like give her this. My mother thought I was a monster. Oh, she's right. I <laughs> absolutely am. But it doesn't mean it's fun. <laughs> um, Marcus says, I just really appreciated seeing other side to Destiny's Child. Yeah, definitely. Noel, how did this one compare to your memory? So this one still holds up really well. And I was really excited about this because the beach episode. And I don't mean like the beach as in the beach episode here. Um, but the beach episode is like, a narrative convention within anime is a huge thing. Like almost every show has one. 
And it's a breather episode, typically. Um, it's also just really fan service driven, um, which this episode has elements of that fan service, particularly with like Ty Lee, Zuko taking off his shirt and doves flying past him like he's in a fucking John Woo movie. <laughs> the, um, the beach volleyball, yes. The beach volleyball stuff. There's all this sort of all these sorts of like fan service elements, which are really built into the beach episode of an anime series. Um, because that's what the episode's there for. But sometimes the beach episode is not for that, and it's for scary emotional things like it is here. Um, another show that, anime series that's done that is uh, Fruits Basket, which is great. Um, their beach arc is deeply depressing. Um, actually, it's not great. Um, but here they weaponize the idea of a beach episode against people who are familiar with that concept. Um, but it still works as like, Allison sort of alluded to as a weaponization of like a forced vacation of a house party of all this kind of stuff that I think works really really well even if you don't know that they're riffing on something from anime that the episode just really builds really well in doing all these little bits that are based in their character moments that I think works really really well here Um, even down to Azula just being so thrilled that they destroyed those four people at volleyball <laughs> and have ruined their lives forever. And they will have to live with that shame. So <laughs> I really like the beach episode. I love the stuff around the fire pit with everyone. Like, as you said, Kate, we get a little bit of backstory with May and Ty Lee, which I think is really necessary. But I also like in particular with May's instances, like it's deeply mundane, but the ways in which that has just slowly incorporated and, just worn her down in a different way from how the beach cleanses. Um, I think just, it's so good. And so I really like that back and forth of them. It's fairy breakfast club. No dad, what about you? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's good. And it's also the only place that Zuko has positive memories about Ozai, which is also deeply, deeply telling about the power of this area. So I really like this episode. I think it's great. I want to know what Allison thought about it. Uh, well, first of all, I just learned so much. Thank you. Yeah, that adds welcome. a whole bunch of really interesting perspective. Um, you know, I really love, see, when I think about the tropes in this episode, I'm thinking about Can't Hardly Wait, and I Know What You Did Last Summer, and um, uh, Now and Then, like, there's a lot of kids have an adventure and talk about their feelings while also dealing with their hormones and what all of that means and being jealous and petty and small and awkward and um oh the mean girl really maybe she doesn't have a soft side but she has feelings too and all of that stuff um it it was so funny to watch these four and azula in particular shift into that mode the cognitive dissonance was really pleasurable um i i just enjoyed that piece of it immensely watching Azula take the lessons of how to flirt with boys and apply them so incorrectly was like really delightful. Um, and the, this, the actual scene at the beach, the scene around the, the fire pit was really, really lovely. So yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah. I should also note that typically in anime, the, antagonists don't get the beach episode so just giving it to the antagonist in and of itself a little bit of an inversion so it had to do something um also just a little off the wall there so yeah this episode works for me on a lot of levels even down to their 
Ugh, we have never talked about Lo and Me apart from how creepy they are, but they're so good in this episode. Very I love good. Lo and Me in this episode. Lo and they're Lee. Great. Is it Lo and Lee? Yeah, yeah, it is Lo and Lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they're like, who is that? Oh, it's Lo and Me. Or it's Lee and Me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very creepy and hilarious. Uh, Scotty says about Azula, uh, it is deeply gratifying to watch her suck at something. And yes, it is. Marcus says, Azula's got Azula. And Keenan says, this is the first time they're named, right? I believe so. Yeah. I'm going to say Miss. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I also greatly appreciated the naming of Ch- uh, Chan or and, and Ranjan. Yes. It's like, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, they got so close to naming him Chad. I This is great. It's as close as you can get in the Fire Nation. Yeah, in the Fire Nation. Yeah. Um, the the thing, the touch point I, of course, go to is like your DOCs or your Veronica Marses. Like that kind of uh, like beach episode with the, the rich kids and like the per- person doesn't fit in kind of dynamic. Uh, super, super fun. Uh, having having um, like just a moment of sympathy for Azula. Uh, and then, then immediately knowing that the show and the character and as a viewer, like there's, okay, you've experienced that now she's still her though. This has not changed her in any way. This is just like a different context. You're not used to seeing her in because she's still terrible, uh, was, was really fun. We, we should also mention the, uh, assassin who, with his scary explodey power, yeah. Who's there to, to, yeah. to, to find them. Any thoughts on this development, Allison? Well, I mean, I said this yesterday too, but they got to really be more cautious with their bending. Um, and I get the, and it, I, it works, I think, because they're kids. So of course, they're just not always going to think that cautiously Sokka is the most cautious, but even here is like, will you guys help me move this giant meteor? Um, to to a place with people um let's do that and then just come hang out with this uh this potentially very dangerous man it's going to be great um so you know it was nice to see nice is not the right word it seemed appropriate that that would catch up with them a little bit um but gosh was it scary and it was another great opportunity to see the ways in which they've all leveled up while also being a reminder of exactly how vulnerable they are um with the right opponent and he is straight up terrifying so yeah i mean his whole how what is he bending exactly how's he's making things blow up with his mind yeah, we will get more on that eventually. But a little bit more. Yeah, not a lot more. Not a lot more. Yeah. There's not a. I'm just going to let everyone know right now. There's no in-show explanation for what he's doing. <laughs> I will explain it at a certain point based on the wiki, but there is no in-show explanation for how his powers work. And Marcus is curious about how his the assassin's powers work. There is no explanation in the show. It's literally just. Wouldn't it be cool if someone could, like, blow things up with his brain and firebend with his forehead? <laughs> and that's the whole premise for this, and, like, do really big explosions with it. Um, so uh, we get more with him in a couple episodes, and it's all really, really good. So more on that to be continued. If you, if anyone is hanging out in the chat has any uh, moments they wanted to mention or, or questions, go ahead and drop them in now. Um, let's see this episode. Uh, I did appreciate Toph being like, Hey, shouldn't you maybe like have a disguise? Cause you're the only person with these tattoos. So, 
and that immediately you know she's shown to be right um so that was that was appreciated um let me see anything else for these i think just you know the the angst is so real but it's very um it's just so genre appropriate it's just so right that that uh i can really enjoy it here so mark says yeah and, and top can't even see them yeah yep would anyone like a raven eagle because those things don't look horrifying at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah not even remotely terrifying Nope. Um, our next two episodes uh, for tomorrow, we're doing episode six and episode seven. And episode six is the Avatar and the Fire Lord, and episode seven is the Runaway. So, Allison, any predictions? Any guesses? Um, I'm wondering if maybe we're gonna get some backstory, like an older Fire Lord, and then like Roku, maybe, or one of the other previous avatars. Um, that'll be my guess there. And then the runaway. Um, well, it's not Iroh cause he would be an escapee. Maybe Momo runs away. Somebody snaps at Momo and he gets his feelings hurt. And then he has his own adventure, but it's not like up his last days at all. He just like goes and finds some more Panther cats to hang out with or whatever they mm. were and hangs out on some rooftops and eats some nuts. And then like, um, has like a has like a before sunset moment with a with a lady lemur and they um, fall in love and um, then part ways and then he comes back and no one has even noticed and he's sad about it but then he gets a little hug from someone and then that's that's what I think <laughs> I'm not Marcus says you're actively wanting for hardship for Momo and that is not true I want Momo to live his life and sometimes life includes pain. Okay, but when when he gets kidnapped by sandbenders, we're going to yell at you. Is all I'm yeah, saying. that's fair. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't want that. It I will just be your want fault him. this time, yeah. not Marcus's. Not <laughs> Marcus is being very clear. It is not his fault. Um, Keenan, it looks like you're, uh, Keenan is guessing that Zuko maybe is the runaway. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, Iroh, potentially, here could be the runaway. That was uh, Scotty's guess. Um <laughs> Marcus is your actually wanting a hardship promo and no one cares. Yeah, that's 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 rough. It's rough, Allison. Okay, well we'll see what happens. We'll report back on this tomorrow. So thank you for to everybody who's hanging out today in person. So Marcus and Diego, Scotty and Keenan in one well, person. In coronavirus person. And thank you to everybody listening from home. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Streaming Place. Bye. 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 Bye.